This is Bethel Temple Church's podcast. Here at Bethel Temple, our desire is to see people changed, delivered, and set free as they experience the light of Jesus. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Hallelujah. He's good. Glory to your God. Glory to your God. My God, hallelujah. Glory to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Glory to you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited about this year, and I'm excited about what God's already doing and what he's going to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've decreed some things into this new year, and I'm believing that we're going to see him. Hallelujah. I hope you've done the same. I hope you decreed some things, not just for you, but decreed some things that you want to see and experience in the kingdom. I hope you have. If you haven't, you need to do that because God is waiting on us. He's ready. He wants us to line up and get ready. Amen. Hope you had a great holiday and Hope you got some rest. And those of you who may have been off work, if those of you who had to work, we pray that God is still giving you strength and, and blessing you, and we're thankful. Look, Lori and I just want to thank you all. This, this, you, you guys are just a wonderful body of believers. You guys bless us uh, in so many different ways, and we just want to say thank you. you. I mean, we got so many beautiful cards and, we, you know, even some gifts, you know, that we weren't even looking for, expecting, but we thank God for your generosity and we're grateful for who God has placed here to, 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 for us to lead and how much you love us and you show that love. You don't just tell us you love us, but you show us that you love us and we're so thankful. Thank you, Pastor Ron, Pastor Jose, and uh, Miss Verlene and Miss Waleska. Thank you all. I love you guys. Thank you for carrying on last week while we were getting some rest and, and we thank God and we're glad that he continued to move as, as Pastor Ron closed out our Rediscovering Christmas series, and thank God for that, and thank you, those of you that have participated in our 90-day giving challenge, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You want alone? We, we participated. My wife and I participated as well. We made sure we, we, we finished our, our, what we had uh, said we were going to do, we, what we pledged to God, and I hope that you do the same. If you haven't finished yet, you, it's not too late. Just because the 90 days is over don't mean it's over. It's over when you finish. So keep pressing into it. And I know we're going to see God move in a mighty way. He's going to bless us for that labor of sacrifice in that way. Well, listen, I've been praying as I do every year. I take time off and, and I always seek God for the new year. 
You know, I don't try to find out what other people are doing. I don't go and see what's the, you know, what's the common thing and theme and things that people are trying to use in the new year. But I always seek God because I want to hear what God has for us. And this year as I was praying, I was seeking God, the word together is what kept coming into my spirit. So I began to pray into that word together. God, what is it? What is it about together? And I believe that's what God would have us to focus in in this new year about together in 2022. And the thing about it is, you might be saying, man, Pastor Charles, uh, uh, we got a pandemic going on. And you're talking about being together. But you know what? Before the very foundation of this world, before God even, even spoke light and darkness, before he put the water, before he put the birds, before he, he created us, he already knew about this day. The pandemic didn't catch God by surprise. And trust this, the pandemic is not going to stop the plan of God and the move of God in the earth. Together. Come on, somebody say together. Come on, look at somebody and say together. Together is important. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines together this way. It says, in or into one place, a mass, collection, or group, in a body. Now, we know in the last 18 months, it's been tough. This world, this, this, this world, this country, uh, has been, it's been tough on our nation, you know, because of the things that we've experienced. And you know what? Uh, uh, it's been really tough on being together. So it's strange that it, 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 it's something that God would say, okay, I want you to focus on being together. But see, it's been tough on the church as well. It's been tough on the church being together. And it's also been, it, it, it's been tough on Bethel being together. Just like any other place, it's been tough. It's been challenging. But you know what? God is still God. He is still the one that is in control. He's still the one that, 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 that makes the way each and every day. If you're like me, I, I've been looking for that, that, that proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. How many of you get, oh God, I'm looking. I know today is going to be the day that it's going to stop. We're always looking. Sometimes we see it as a glimpse there. We see the light. Man, I can see the light from afar. But sometimes it seems like the tunnel just gets darker and darker. But I got some good news. Somebody say good news. Good news. See, see, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Not only is there light at the end of the tunnel, there is light in the tunnel. See, we're not walking around in darkness because uh, we serve the God who is light. See, Jesus is our light. See, the thing about it is this, we're not alone. See, we're not walking through this thing by ourselves. Now, if you're walking by yourself, that's because you chose to do that. But we're not walking through this thing, in this thing alone. See, Jesus is with us. He told us that he will always be with us, that he will never leave us. How many of you believe that Jesus cannot lie? He cannot change his mind. He, he cannot renege on his word. If he said it, that's all. See, we're in this thing together, and that's why it's so important that we stick together 
in Jesus. Come on, somebody say stick together. See, understand something. The Word of God never promised us that we were going to be challenge-free or problem-free. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us the exact opposite. He lets us know that, that we're going to have some tests, some trials, some troubles. But what He does do, He does promise that through every challenge, every problem, every struggle, everything that we go through, guess what? He's going to be right there. He's not going to leave you. Look at Colossians 1.17. It tells us this. This is the NIV version. It says, 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 he, who is he? Jesus. Is before all things. And in him, who is him? Jesus. <laughs> all things do what? Hold together. Come on, somebody say all things. See, do you realize that that all is you? That all is me? That all is all of us. This all is everything because it says all things hold together in Jesus. See, that's why it's so important to be in Jesus. That's why it's so important to allow him to be the head of your life. That's why it's so important to let him guide your life. See, because you can walk along on your own, but all this is not promised to you. But in him, he's going to hold it all together. Now, 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 I'm sure I can speak on behalf of some parents. How many parents in the house? Raise your hand if you're a parent. You, you, I mean, if your kids could be grown, but they were once children, right? I, 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 one of your fondest memories of raising your kids and buying them toys is when you bought them that Lego set. Not because of the beauty uh, or the creativity of the finished product. We're going we to get to that in a minute. But when you got up in the middle of the night and you're walking through the house and you step on one of those Lego pieces, And the pain that shoots through your foot tests every bit of your religion. Because you know you'll be right on the cusp of saying something that you should not be saying. Legos. I know y'all figure, man, Pastor Charles, what in the world does a Lego have to do with us? See, see, Individually, Legos are just a little, a cheap-looking piece of plastic that could be the source of great pain when you step on it. <laughs> but, but because of their unique design, the beauty of a simple Lego is only recognized when you put them together. See, Legos by themselves, they don't look beautiful. But it's when you put them together. See, Legos are designed to be together. See, each Lego has these little raised circles on it 
They have these, 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 these parts on it that, that will connect it to another Lego. Y'all tracking with me? Y'all see where we're going? See, 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 together, these, these pieces can be made into just fantastic creations. I mean, there's some guys out there that, 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 that create some, some stuff, even kids create some wonderful things. I'm talking about uh, 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 castles and cars and airplanes, spaceships. They do all kind of things with Legos. Individually, just a piece of plastic. But when you put them together, man, they create something that's beautiful. See, see Bethel Temple and the body of Christ at large, you, you know, we are a lot like Legos. You, ever been, you, ever, you never thought a pastor would tell you you're like a Lego, did you? But you are. See, we're just a collection individually of individuals, all sizes, shapes, knowledge, walks of life, color, thoughts, places that we've been raised all individual. And when you look at each of us individually, we may not look like much. But when we come together as God intended for us to be together, my God, we form what's called the church, which is a creation that's much greater than the individual members. See, sometimes we just want to be great by ourselves. But God didn't set this thing up that way. God created us to be joined together. Matter of fact, he modeled it from the very beginning, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One, three in one, connected together. See, what God does, he takes our uniqueness and he takes our imperfections just like those pieces of plastic, and, and then he designs them, he puts them together. See, do you know, God is the greatest architect ever. See, he takes those pieces that seem so uh, 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 unlike, and he puts them together, he fits them together perfectly, and he creates something that's spectacular and purposeful. Aren't you glad we got a, uh, uh, the chief architect? Aren't you glad that's who we serve? That's who we look to? That's who we, 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 we depend upon? Yeah. See, what is, look, 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 Jesus is inviting us to be together, together with himself. And not only be together with him, but to be together with one another. Come on, somebody say one another. And see, this is not a, 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 a Charles Ricks idea. See, I ain't just come up with this. See, this is a God idea. See, it's God's purpose and his desire for us to be one. It's nothing new. Ask me why. Turn to Acts, the second chapter. I'm going to show you why. See, it's nothing new. This is not something to just happen. Oh, we got this new thing now. God is saying for us, we're going to be together. No. No, this was modeled from the very beginning. Acts, the second chapter, beginning at verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. 
all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Somebody say together. together. See, the foundation for coming together uh, 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 was laid from the very beginning. See, they devoted themselves to, to fellowship and prayer. They enjoyed being around each other. See, when they came around each other, they weren't like, oh, Lord, I got to go to church and be around the saints. No, they enjoyed fellowshipping with one another. They were happy and they were joyful. They were glad to come together and pray together and to fellowship together. They looked out for one another. They weren't just concerned about their four and no more. They were concerned about each and every member of the body. They wanted to make sure that everybody's needs were met, that nobody walked around in need. And because of their unity, there was an excitement. There was such excitement about what was happening. You know, uh, 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 that they were so united together. They enjoyed each other's company so that they, they, that they, they came together in prayer and they were so excited that what happened? They began to see miracles, signs, and wonders taking place. See, we've been looking for the signs and the wonders and the miracles to take place. But don't you know it begins with us coming together as one body? See, it can't happen by yourself. It's not going to happen with us being separated and divided. And God is ready. He is ready to unleash those things that we read about in the Bible that we look for each and every day, hoping that it's going to happen again, wondering, God, have the day of miracles ended? No, the day of miracles has not ended. God is still the same today. He's still the same yesterday. He's going to still be the same tomorrow. And his power has not lessened, lessened at all. But it requires us to be together. Come on, somebody say together. together. <laughs> See, that's what that was happening there. And then because of their excitement, look at the text. They were so excited about what was going on that they couldn't keep it to themselves. So they were making so much noise and having so much joy and so much fun together that the people around start saying, what's going on over there? And they started adding people say, oh, I want to be a part of that. Because it was excitement. That's what's expected of us today. The believers of this day and this time. It's our responsibility to fulfill that expectation. See, see, you have to understand something. We can no longer allow the spirit of isolation and the spirit of separation to have dominion over the body of Christ. See, see, we got to break out of that old norm. See, we try to accept this new norm. It's okay to be separated. It's okay to be isolated. It's okay to not be together. Oh, no, that's a lie from the pits of hell because God said for us to be together. And it's time for us to break out of that mold and be together as the body of Christ. 
Because that's when God does his work. And if that's not the truth, then the Scriptures are lie, and I know the Bible don't lie, because that's exactly what happened. That's our model. The writer of Hebrews encourages us. See, he understood something. See, uh, 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 that's our foundational text for this focus of being together. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. And I'm going to use the New Living Translation because I like the way it makes it so plain. Beginning at the 24th verse. It says this. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. See, see, in context, the writer was giving encouragement to the Jewish Christians. They were struggling in their faith. They were going through hardships. Things were rough. They was like, oh my gosh, they were enduring all types of suffering. And they were like, oh my gosh, sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? It sounds just like back then, same thing we're hearing today. We're all going through this great trial and this great tribulation, this great time of living. This thing called COVID, this thing has caused all kind of disruption. So he was encouraging them. He was not just encouraging the believers himself, but he was encouraging them to encourage one another. It wasn't just about him saying it. So it's not just about me. It's about you encouraging one another to get together, to come together, to be one. I love the way the New Living Translation said it. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another. Another translation says, consider how we may encourage one another. But this is the one y'all don't like. This is another version. It says, consider how we may provoke one another. It says, let me know that's something that has to take place. It's an action. What it means? You have to be intentional about doing this thing. It's not going to just happen. You got to be intentional about being together. And that leads me to my first point, that togetherness is intentional. Come on, look at somebody that said you got to do it on purpose. Come on, look at somebody else and say, you got to do it on purpose. See, there are no long, long ranges in the kingdom of God. No, it's none. Why? Because we're stronger together. But even beyond that, uh, it's no long ranges because, because Jesus said that we are his body. We are his church. That's not an individual. That's a collection. That, that's a collective group. A body. In his body, there are many. Look at Romans, the 12th chapter. Beginning at verse 4, it says, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. You know what? That means that I need you, you need me. I belong to you, you belong to me. We're connected together. See, we don't serve to serve yourself. You serve to serve others. But you got to be intentional to do that. It's not going to just happen. Why? Because by nature, we're selfish people. We're selfish. It starts from, from being a child. 
And if we don't ever check it, I don't care how big you grow. That thing called selfishness is going to remain. But he doesn't, he doesn't want us to be selfish. But he wants us to care about one another. But it's going to take intentionality. See, each of us is necessary in the body. I always said it before. Y'all heard me say it. There are no spare parts in the body. Just like you don't have no spare parts on your physical body. There are none. It's no spare parts in his body. Every piece has a purpose. Every piece is connected. Matter of fact, you got any pieces of your body that's not connected? Think about that. Your physical body, use your own physical body as your own example. Everything on your body is connected. So how can we as the body of Christ feel like we can make it through this thing separated and say we the body? Each is necessary, but it takes intentionality. See, see, we got to be like this. Uh, 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 if somebody is suffering, we should be concerned to, to find an answer to help alleviate their suffering. If somebody strays from the truth, we should be the ones that say, oh, let me go and find them so I can encourage them and help them to get back to where they're supposed to be. If there's some tension going on, some strife happening within the fellowship, we should not sit back and join a side and point fingers, but we should be the ones who say, come on, let's go and show them how we can forgive and to love each other back together. That's what togetherness is. That's what being one body is. See, if your left foot was trying to go forward and your right foot was trying to go backwards, do you think you're going to get anywhere? You think you're going to accomplish anything? The same applies. We're looking for this miracle to happen. We're looking for God to move in this great way, but we're separated. But God is saying in 2022, togetherness is the way. Togetherness is the key. If you want to experience me in the way that you've been looking for, it starts with you getting together with one another. See, understand, it's not just a goal to meet. Because when we do that, we give God glory. See, it's not just something that we're going to say, okay, we got to check this off, we got to do this. No. See, see, it gives God glory. Being together gives him glory. Why? Because we're walking in the way that he desired for us to walk. And that means that he can do the things he desires to do in and through us. I don't know about you, but I don't want to walk through this life and, and fall short. I don't want to get to the end. And he said, I had so much more that you could have done, so much more that you could have experienced, so many things that I wanted to do in and through you. So I want to do everything and all that I can do to experience that. See, we're called to advance God's kingdom. Y'all know that, right? You, 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 it's not about your agenda. It's a God agenda. And, but we're called to do this thing together. 
You notice when Jesus was looking out over there and he saw all the people that were lost, the sheep out there. He didn't say, I, I need a laborer. He said he's looking for laborers to go and do the work. Come on, look at somebody and say, you can't be a lone ranger in this thing. Come on, look at somebody else and tell them, you can't be a lone ranger in this thing. See, the writer of Hebrews encouraged the believers to discover creative ways to motivate each other to love and good works. But then he urged something else. He urged them to, to stay connected. Come on, somebody say, look at somebody and say, stay connected. That brings us to the second point. Togetherness requires connection. See, if you're not together, you're not connected. If you're not connected, you're not together. It requires connection. That's why here at Bethlehem, my wife just told you, stay connected. We say it every week, stay connected. Stay connected. See, I told you, this, this is not my idea. We don't just say stay connected because it sounds nice. You know, it got a good ring to it. That's the way that, that she ends her talk every week. You know, when she does uh, 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 her, the, the 411, when she says stay connected. No, that's a God thing. God is telling us to stay connected. See, when times are hard, being connected to a ministry, being connected to a brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, that, that, that can be your lifeline. So you can be out there walking by yourself and going through something. Guess what? Guess who carries it? Just you. But if you got people connected, if you're connected in and you're going through something, guess what? You can share it. Guess what? They're going to pray for you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to come alongside of you to help you in your moments of weakness, in your moments of need. Think about it. When the pandemic first hit and everything got shut down, everything, we couldn't meet in the church physically, but guess what didn't stop? Guess what didn't stop? Church didn't stop. Because we may not have been able to come together physically, but we came together virtually. We still had the connection. We still were able. We had small groups online. We had opportunities for people to continue to connect. We had membership online. You didn't even have to come to the building. The building was empty, but people were still being connected to the ministry. Everything else stopped. See, see, Hebrews 10, 25, let us not neglect our meeting together. We did that. We did that. It didn't stop. But in this text, unfortunately, some of these believers were neglecting gathering together. It's the same thing that's happening today. See, see, there are members of the body that have accepted this norm that I don't have to connect. I don't have to be there. I don't have to be a part. Now, I'm not saying you're not saved if you don't go to church. Before somebody, oh, man, he's saying I'm not about 
See, but when we come together, whether we are virtually coming together or whether we're coming together physically, you know, there, there's a moment where we can find mutual encouragement when you connect it. See, connected is not just tuning in once a week. Connected is being connected. That means that you are a part of the body. That means you're still an active part. Whether here or not. See, understand something. Being a Christian is tough all by itself. And it's not getting any easier. You're going to be challenged more. There's going to be more people rising up questioning your faith. There's going to be more people rising up saying, is that really uh, all what it takes? Is that, what's, is that all necessary? You know, is there really a heaven or a hell? They, all these things are before you and before me. But as a result of the last 18 months, many of us have experienced what, 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 what's considered to be uh, uh, COVID fatigue. That means that, I mean, it's been so overbearing. It's been so, 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 so heavy that we just wore down. Can't make it to church. Man, I can't pray. I'm just so beat down and overwhelmed. I can't read my Bible because I just, I'm just so fatigued out. Because I keep looking down that tunnel and all I can see it's darkness, and the light seems like it's so far away. But the thing about being at the one end of a tunnel, and if the light is down there, and you keep staying right here looking, guess what? That light ain't going to move until you start stepping toward it. Come on, somebody said you got to do something. See, 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 fatigue. It's not only happening uh, 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 with, with, with the believers, with the body. There's a, Bonner, a recent Bonner, Bonner study that came out. This is amazing because I was doing some research, and back in January of 2021, the study said that 29% of pastors and ministry leaders are feeling so discouraged that they're ready to quit the ministry. They did another study in November you think the number got bigger or smaller? It went from 29 to 38%. So if the ministry leaders are being overwhelmed with COVID fatigue, my God, what's going to happen to the body of Christ? What's going on with the believers? Bonner's study showed that believers one in five, about 20% of Christians are experiencing the same thing. Matter of fact, one in five Christians talk about being lonely. How you belong to a body and you lonely. Matter of fact, I said, uh, they, 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 20% say they feel lonely at least once a day. That means that's happening all the time. The study said 10% say they feel lonely all the time. You know where the loneliness stems from? Isolation. Because you're walking under the Christian banner, but you're not living the Christian life because you're living it by yourself. Come on, somebody say together. Come on, look at somebody say, it's just about being together. 
See, that's why a strong connection is vital. See, when you're feeling down, somebody can come alongside of you and help you. When you're going through something, when you're connected, there's a brother, there's a sister that can pray for you. You know, everybody goes through circumstances and situations. I don't care who you are, how long you've been walking in this way. There's a point in time when you need to have somebody come alongside of you to say, I got you. I'm with you. I'm walking beside you. Pick you up. See, we got we to gotta practice some of these one another. Somebody say one another. Say, Pastor, what in the world is the one another? I'm going to give you a few of them. I'm not going to give you all of them. They're not going to be on the screen. Galatians 5.13 says this, For brethren, you have been called to liberty, only not to use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Galatians 6 and 2 says this, Bear one another's burdens. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another. Y'all tracking with me? See how important it is for us to be together, to be with one another. James 5.16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another. Y'all don't like to tell nobody nothing. And pray for one another that you may be healed. 1 Peter 4 and 8 says, And above all things have fervent love for one another, because what? Love covers a multitude of sins. But if you're walking by yourself, then you got to bear the brunt of all that by yourself. That means you got to encourage yourself. You got to serve yourself. You got to love yourself by yourself. Come on, somebody say, we need each other. Look at somebody and tell them, I need you. And you need me. See, 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 times are tough. And they're only going to get tougher. That's the bad news. The good news is times are tough and it's going to get tougher. <laughs> now, Pastor Charles, how in the world is the bad and the good the same? How can it be? I'm glad you asked me that because that leads me to my final point. And it's found at the end of Hebrews 10, 25. See, the first part says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do but encourage one another. But here's the part. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. What does that mean for us? It means that togetherness prepares us for the future. See, what Jesus did for us wasn't just for the present, but it also prepares us for the future. Y'all know he's coming back, right? Y'all know he's coming back. Y'all do realize that he said he's, he's coming back. When he's coming back, he's coming back for his church. He's coming back for the body of Christ. He's not coming back to get one over here and one over there. He's coming back to get the collective group. I just saw a vision. I just saw a vision of a bus going down the street and a person running to catch the bus, but they missed it. That's not where we want to be when he returns. You don't need to be trying to get it right. You don't need to be trying to get 
together. You don't need to be trying to get your life together because you're going to miss that bus. And that's a bus that you don't want to miss. Because unlike the other bus, it might get scheduled again. We're living in the last days. We're all familiar with 2 Timothy 3 and 11. This is well, you know that in the last days, perilous times will come. Y'all know we're living in the perilous times, right? Y'all see it every day. But if you're only looking through the lens of the evil of the day and the peril, you're going to lose hope. See, if every day you get up and all you see is what's wrong and what's happening that's bad, then guess what? That's what's going to consume your thoughts. But see, when we get together, we can encourage each other. We can help each other. When we have those moments, when we have those opportunities, where we sit back and we say, oh, my gosh. Well, when we're together, there's one that can say, hey, don't worry about that. God's got us. Come on, let's pray about it. Come on, let, let's, let's find God's Word. Let's go in the Word of God and let's find some encouragement. Amen. We can encourage each other to look to Jesus. Yes. Why? Because He is the blessed hope. He is our hope. Look at Titus 2 and 11, 13. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at somebody and say, he's coming back. Look at him again and say, sooner than you think. See, it's not that we're not aware of what's going on around us, but that's not where you focus. See, because of salvation, we can, we can, we can walk in the hope of God. If we um, confess Him as Lord and Savior, we should be walking in hope. Not like the world is walking. All the world sees is darkness, but we're walking in the light. Even when darkness is all around us, we're still in light. See, together we can wait in expectation. We can wait in hope because he's coming back. The Bible says that, that it's closer now than the day you believed. And look, if we're not living in perilous times in this day and time, guess what? Then you're living in the wrong place. If you don't recognize that this is an evil day, it is, it is really bad. All kind of stuff. All types of walls have been taken down. All types of things are now being considered to be normal. And all types of things are being accepted. And if you focus in on those things, you won't have no hope. So what is your hope? Your hope is looking for the return of God. Look, when Jesus comes, that's my hope because I know he's coming. He's on his way. See, understand something. Togetherness in Jesus is the bridge that connects us and gives us the peace that we need in the midst of all the stuff that's going on around us. See, just like those Legos talked about. See, we fit together, and when we fit together, we form the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit dwells in this place as we walk together. 
That's what you witnessed earlier today when everybody was in the aisle. It was like everything just took off. It was like it was, the spirit was down here for a moment. But at the moment everybody got together, it was such a flow. The spirit was flowing all over the place, and you could see it. That's why the enemy wants to keep you separated. Ephesians, the second chapter, Paul encourages us this way. He says, in him, the whole building is joined together (laughs) and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too, point to yourself, say, this talking about me, are being built together to become the dwelling, to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. See, 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 there's the church, the building, where we're supposed to come together. But then there's the body of Christ, the people. See, his spirit's going to dwell in this place, but his spirit wants to dwell in this place. See, together, we're much better than the sum of our parts. See, individually, yeah, we can, we can make some noise. But when you come together, that's an unstoppable force. And see, coming together here does not just put us in church. See, you got to understand, it, it helps you to realize that we are the church. When we come in here together, and being that we are the church, guess what? Guess who dwells with us? God dwells with us. That's why it's so, you can be so confident in saying, oh, God is here. He told us, he told us even in his word, Matthew 18 and 20, he tells us where two or three are gathered in my name. Are you here in his name? That means he's here. He's in the midst. He lets us know that he's here. See, he is in unity with us. And he desires that we be in unity with one another. You can stand on your feet, team. You can come on back. Togetherness, together, in unity. In this year of 2022, I encourage you and I invite you to take this journey with us, with me, as we pursue um, togetherness in this year of 2022. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be moving forward into this series, and we're going to see some of the benefits of being together. I encourage you to pray into it. Take a self-reflection. Am I doing all that I can do to be together? Bow your heads. Father, we thank you, God, for this year, 2022. We thank you for, oh God, the vision, the, the, the focus that you have given Nothing more than your word, God. In this day and time, God, where there has been so much isolation, separation, and God, you're calling us to come together. Because together, God, we're a force that can't be moved. God, your word lets us know, God, that uh, uh, God, that, that, that individually, God, we can be weak. 
But that three-prong, that cord when it's wrapped together is so much stronger. We need each other. That's why you told us don't forsake assembling ourselves together, but that we should come together in unity. So God, that's our purpose as we move into this year. We say yes. We say yes to being together. I pray for those, God, under the sound of my voice today, God, who may be contemplating what I should do. But that you would, God, visit with them and that you would show them. Give them the answers that they need. Because, God, we look so forward to seeing the great signs and wonders and the miracles, the excitement that's going to draw people to you because of our obedience. We thank you for that today. And today, God, I, I want to take a moment before we end and start this year off that there's someone today who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior. If you're under the sound of my voice today, whether you're in virtual, you're part of our virtual uh, congregation today, or you are here in this building, if you don't know him, what greater way to start your new year of truly, truly becoming new. Just like the song that was sung, uh, talking about new wine. But you can't pour new wine into old wineskins. So you got to be made new to receive this oil, this wine that comes from God. And so if that's you today, if you're under the sound of my voice today, if you're online today, and you don't know him and you desire to know him today, there's a link that you can push. We're going to say a prayer in a minute, but there's a link that you can push. There's somebody waiting right now on the other end to connect with you. But if you're in this house today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come, to give your life to him. If that's you today, if you raise your hand, I'm not going to take a long time. We get ready to dismiss. If you don't know him, you want to start your year by giving your life, by making the greatest change by starting, you're talking about a new, fresh start. That's the greatest start that you can ever have. If that's you today, raise your hand. Come on, I'm not going to take a long time. Y'all need to come on. Raise your hand. If that's you today, I want you to come forward. I need you to come forward. I need you to meet me down here. We're going to pray. Anyone? Is there one? Amen. Come on, give God praise. Amen. You join me right here. Amen. Is there another? Amen. Amen. See, that's a new year. See, that's a new life in a new year. Is there another one? Is there another? Is there another? Did you two close your eyes, bow your head, raise your hands to God? It's a simple prayer that you pray today. Those of you that are online today, you can pray this prayer along with us. Those of you in the sanctuary, pray as well. It's simple. We all repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I stand before you today in this brand new year asking you 
to come into my heart today to forgive me of all my sins. God, make me the new creation that you said I can be where the old is gone and the new has come. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. You made that confession. Your life has changed. You may look at yourself and say, oh, I look the same. But the change took place in your heart. See, God doesn't look at us from the outside. He looks at us from the inside. And then what happens is, as he changes you inside, it's going to reflect on your outside. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all, give God some praise. You stay right there, hold it right there. Just don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move. Pastor Ron, if you could, um, we have something we want to give to you, some information. We want to come alongside of you. And, and do you have a pocketbook you need to grab? Go ahead, grab your pocketbook. And then um, you're gonna, you can follow this gentleman here, and they're going to just give you some information, get some information from you. We want to come alongside of you as you walk in this new life. Amen? Come on, give God some praise. Amen. I promise you, he's not going to hold you long. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to your God. Come on, lift your hands to God today. God, we thank you. We praise you, God, for all that you've done. God, in this first Sunday, God, of this new year, and God, we're looking forward, God, to coming together and seeing the miraculous take place, God, in ways that we can only imagine. And God, we're going to thank you for it in advance. Now, God, we ask that you go with us, God, as we leave this place. Keep us, protect us, and bring us back together again at our next appointed time in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for listening. To connect with us, visit us at Bethelhampton.com and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and be the light.